You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Uh, Dwayne here from Two Goalies, One Mike. Um, another, uh, I don't even want to use the word heartbreaking loss because, I mean, <laughs> let's face it, this team just never, ever, ever, ever can protect a lead, can never get a game in a garage. It's just, you know, I saw a stat there like eight and five when scoring first, and I kind of scoffed at it. I'm like, that's pathetic. Like eight and five. I know like, Oh, it's a winning record, but that's still pathetic when a team scores first and you just can't, you know, maintain a lead. You have a, a, a two goal lead late in the third period and you just give it away. Um, just boneheaded play on your own end. a lot of puck watching, uh, just, you know, lack of awareness uh, on the Larkin triangle. You have three guys puck watching uh, Fabry letting Larkin just kind of sneak in and score that game tying goal. It just, it's just like just boneheaded low hockey IQ plays just are really just killing this hockey team. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm going to be critical, but at the same time, it's like you have so many players out there that will not be a part of this team next year that are probably going to be gone. Not probably will be gone at the deadline. Uh, one of the things I think Elliot Friedman, uh, I think it was Elliot Friedman spoke about uh, the potential, you know, that, you know, the rumor that Buffalo is looking to move Colin Miller possibly for a first round draft pick. A lot of people scoff at that, but, you know, to start the season, Colin Miller was probably one of our most consistent defensemen. I'm not going to say he's worth a first round pick, but he is a right-handed defenseman. And we did all see what Rasmus, or Rasmus, Rasmus was the line and got from Philadelphia, a first, a second and Robert Hag. I mean, there's a, there, there, there is a premium right-handed defenseman in this league. So who knows, you know, maybe we get more than we, what we think. I'm not saying you get a first, but maybe you get more, maybe you get a second. And I think that's a win. If you can get a second for Colin Miller, that's a win in my book, hundred percent. So, you know, a lot of names that are going to be gone. Um, I know one of our interns is getting ready to, uh, you know, Carson uh, is getting ready to, you know, release a, uh, an article on that uh, to see that, you know, kind of just, you know, side by side, the numbers of the players that you would expect to be you know available at the deadline from Buffalo and what the return might potentially be, what you could speculate. You guys could discuss that. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, just, again, just get back to the game. Very, very, very just, you know, you had your high points and your low points. Aaron Dell played one hell of a game, uh, deserved that win tonight, and Buffalo just could not get this in the garage for him. Uh, Dylan Larkin is one of my favorite players to watch in the NHL. The guy is just, was bred to be a captain, was bred to be a leader you know, scores big goals, uh, big goals all the time for Detroit and absolutely deserves to see on his sweater. And of course, you know, scores the game tying and the game winning goal for, uh, for the Detroit Red Wings tonight in overtime, you know, they're, they're Buffalo is just, I don't want to say they're a slow hockey team, but they, it just seems like they're too slow 
uh, for three on three hockey right now. Uh, they just got absolutely dominated uh, in three on three seemingly this season, especially in that three on three uh, overtime period. Uh, just they could not get the puck out of their own end. They struggled. They, they struggled to keep possession, to get possession. Uh, and, you know, it literally looked like a five on three power play out there, not three on three. Uh, it, it, it was just hard to watch. Um, Alex Tuck, um, I thought, you know, had one of the better games out of the Sabres tonight. Uh, you know, on that second goal, it doesn't happen without his hard work in the corner. The guy battled, um, was it Cedar? Maybe I might've been Cedar. I don't, I can't remember. Maybe somebody, uh, that is watching on YouTube can like give me that name. Uh, but, you know, he battled him. He won that battle. He got the puck to the front. Tage Thompson takes a shot, and Jeff Skinner's there to bury the rebound, and we're all listening to uh, Party in the USA. Um, to a very, very empty crowd uh, at KeyBank Center. Obviously, the weather played a huge, huge part in that. But, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, Jeff Skinner is having a huge turnaround season for Buffalo. Uh, I believe he's on third pace for 30, 32 goals this season which obviously compared to the previous two years is, you know, night and day under Ralph Kruger. I've seen every time he scores, not just a goal, but a big goal. Like, you know, you see people just, you know, make the Ralph Kruger references. And it's so funny. Like, I think I read one that said, um, you know, Jeff Skinner's on pace uh, for 32 goals. Just goes to show what a guy can do when his head coach doesn't want him dead. And, you know, I myself tweeted out every time Jeff Skinner smiles, uh, Ralph Kruger has diarrhea. It, it's so true that you give the guy opportunity, he's going to produce because he's not afraid to get into those dirty areas or in, uh, below the dots around the net, pick up loose pucks and score. He does. There's nothing really fancy about Jeff Skinner's game. He's just willing to, you know, take a beating uh, for loose pucks in and around the net and score. You know, he, you know, more often than not, he's going to score a, a garbage goal in front. He's not going to score a highlight reel goal. Not saying that he can't, but that's just that's just Jeff Skinner's game. And, you know, I think there's been another bright spot this season is Jeff Skinner's turnaround. And, you know, you're not going to you're not going to get a guy to live up to that contract. You're just not. It is it is hard to watch. Not hard to watch. It's hard to stomach him getting paid that kind of money. But again, that's not his fault. You know, it's not our fault. Jason Botterill, you know, paid him nine and a half million dollars. You know, absolutely. It was an absolutely terrible decision by Buffalo to pay that guy that money after what was clear as day a contract year uh, was really bolstered by the play of Jack Eichel. Um, you know, Jack Eichel is a big reason why Jeff, the biggest reason why Jeff Skinner got that contract. So, but you know, to see him perform this well um, with no elite center um, and really just be given more opportunities than he did under Ralph Kruger, you know, it is, you know, a breath of fresh air and hopefully he's still young. He can carry that into the next couple seasons, you know, you know, again, you're never going to get, you know, the worth of that contract, but uh, it is nice to see that he is, um, you know, trending in the right direction. Um, you know, and, you know, it's, I believe, is it, they have a back-to-back. I'm looking this up right now. Um, yeah, got to come back and uh, go right back into it tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators, an Ottawa Senators team that is currently, let's see here, their record is their seventh in the Atlantic division. Um, I don't have an actual uh, record, but obviously they're not having the season uh, that they would that they would like. Um, their last game, which was Saturday, they boat race the Edmonton Oilers, who's been an absolute shit show, six to four. So, and, you know, actually, uh, 
winning two games in a row um, after getting boat raced by the uh, the Maple Leafs on January 1st. Had a long break, came back, won 4-1 to one against the uh, the Calgary Flames, and then, again, boat races uh, the the uh, Edmonton Oilers 6-4. to four. That's That's got to be a tough situation for Edmonton. I mean, you know, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, two of the best players in the world, and they just can't figure it out, you know, whether it's in goal, defensively. They're just an absolute shit show, just as much as Buffalo. Um, at least Buffalo, we know what this team is. They're a team about individual development this year, and – you know, I uh, in, like individual development this year, and you know our expectations that we set the bar here, whereas Edmonton it should be up here after making the playoffs last year. Like their, their bar needs to be up here, um, especially when you have two MVP players on your team, two guys that have won the Hart Trophy on your team. Uh, Mike Smith had a phenomenal season uh, last year, and I'm, I know he's dealt with some injury stuff this year, so. You know, it's been inconsistent and not for them. I know they have uh, Koskinen. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, honestly, who's playing in that right now for Edmonton. But uh, I know it's been an absolute shit show between the pipes for them uh, this season. Played a big part in that. So, um, but, you know, getting back to tonight's uh, Buffalo Sabres 3-2 loss to the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case uh, over on um, George Urban Boulevard. Make sure you get there for uh, – your uh, game night plans uh, this coming Sunday night, Bills and Chiefs, uh, you know, in the um, – I believe this would be the – is this the conference, the conference championship game? I, I don't know. Is it a divisional game? It is a divisional game. But uh, um, make sure you get there for all your uh, beverage needs for your, uh, your playoff parties, you know, and uh, enjoy. You know, they have a great selection over there at Outlet Liquor. Um, again, the place to buy a case, but again, getting right into it. We'll get you, uh, your goals, your points, uh, from tonight's game, uh, right here in one moment, again, three, two loss to the Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings, Red Wings, uh, in a matinee game today, uh, on Martin Luther King day. Um, Dylan Larkin, obviously both of Detroit's goal, uh, are, Two of Detroit's goals, one regulation, uh, game-winning goal in overtime, and Nemistikov shorthanded, um, especially coming right after a Buffalo Sabres goal. Uh, they get that power play on the uh, the goaltender interference challenge. They come back, they get a sco- they they get a power play, and they give up a shorty. I mean, can't let that happen. I mean, oh, another thing too, I saw on Twitter, man, is um, and I'm not sure how much you, you can blame him. I mean, I'm sure there is some blame, but you know, you see te- this team constantly give up leads in the third period and not be able to close out games. How much are you putting that on coaching? I mean, I'm not really putting a ton of it on, on Don Granada right now, just because you look at the roster and it's just like, you know, what's he supposed to do? You know, half, you know, you have guys that are still out from COVID. You have guys that, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of players in this team that won't be here next year. It really aren't NHL level anymore. And, you know, I just, I, I can't, I, I'm hard pressed to put a lot of blame on rail. On <laughs> I hate that name um, on Don Granado right now. So, you know, just addressing that, that was something that was in I mentions. I don't put a ton of, of, of blame on Don Granado uh, with this roster. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know, I just, what I, what I want to see is consistent 60 minute efforts and see the guys that we want to develop, continue to develop, to see the, I know, I know uh, Rasmus Dahlin, um with another assist tonight, you know, adding to, you know, kind of like a resurgence season for him. 
Um, I know he just got announced as Buffalo's representative in the all-star game. I really not much, really surprised 23 points in 38 games for, for the uh, Swedish defenseman. Uh, I'm not sure if he leads the team in points. I don't think he does, but you know, he's having really like a comeback season. And I know we were really hard on him to start the year, but ever since getting back with Yoki, are you, he's really turned it around, especially in his own end. Um, also Buffalo goal scorers, as I said, goal and assist to Jeff Skinner. Um, and Henry Yoki, how are you open scoring early, early on in the first period? Tage Thompson with an assist. Uh, again, I, as I said, Donnelly with an assist. And uh, Aaron Dell with 32 saves on 35 shots against, giving up three goals back to back. Great, great starts for Aaron Dell. Um, but again, you just need to get these games in the garage, especially when you're getting a performance like that out of a goaltender like Aaron Dell. Be very interesting to see what Buffalo's moves are coming into this trade deadline, especially at goaltender. You have UPL at week to week. You have Malcolm Subban month to month. Um, I just, it's extremely difficult to imagine that they aren't shopping around once again for a goalie. I mean, you can't really realistically continue to put Michael Hauser and Aaron Dell out there, right? I'm not sure how close Craig Anderson is to coming back. Um, I haven't seen much on that. I think I saw that he was uh, like practicing again, but. Even so, like, are we really expecting a guy to come coming back after, you know, an upper body month to month injury and expecting him to just take the reins and play most of these games? No, I, I don't think so. I think you got to find, you know, another solution uh, to this issue. And once again, another issue in that I, I, I don't know the numbers offhand. I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out. You know, after I get done with this is I want to know how many goalies Buffalo has started since the departure of Ryan Miller, because I'm sure it's astronomically close to 50. Like last time I looked, it was well over 20, close to 30. So, uh, that, but, you know, with this season, I think we're on to, you've had Dell, Takarski, UPL, um, Hauser, um, Craig Anderson. I think that's it, right? And Malcolm Subban is at six. Six goaltenders this season have dressed for the Buffalo Sabres. That's fucking insane. So, um, we have a couple comments here. What is new? Never can hold a lead. It was a good game from Tuck, but do you think he is going to continue to want to play for Buffalo? Absolutely. There is no question on that, Matt. It's, you know, you know, I, I, you don't see the, you don't see the concern or the panic in Alex Tuck's face when talking to the media. Like he, he especially knows what this is. This is all about, again, as I mentioned before, individual development, getting these kids, you know, teaching them the ways of the NHL, turning them into winners, even though if they're not winning this season, I don't, just for the, the sense of fan morale, I'd like more wins. But I, what I want out of these players is showing more individual development um, through and through. Uh, I want to see Dylan Cousins to continue to move his game forward. Um, Rasmus Dahlin to continue to become the elite defense when we expect him to become. Um, you know, I want to see more if Peyton Krebs sticks around. I want to see more from Peyton Krebs, like that that fancy assist to Alex Tuck that we saw. You know, I want to see more individual plays like that. Um, obviously, you know, Jack Quinn, after being sent back to Rochester, uh, back-to-back four-point nights, um, gets his first career uh, hatch, uh, professional hockey hat trick. Um, guy is absolutely tearing it up in Rochester, so I'd imagine it's not the last we're going to see of Jack Quinn, especially in this world of COVID where you constantly have players, you know, being on and off the COVID list. So I'd imagine we're going to see uh, Jack Quinn again at some point um, for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, you know, you know, when we see JJ Paterka, see him to continue to move forward in Rochester or if he ever comes back up to Buffalo again. Continue to see Alex Tuck 
uh, to be the leader he has been so far for this team. Uh, again, I can totally see, I know Andrew Peters mentioned it on episode 81 uh, of two goalies, one Mike, but um, you know, he, I think that guy is the one you're making, you know, we're Alex Tuck is born to be the captain of this, this hockey team. Um, that's why I'm kind of holding out on buying my Alex Tuck jersey because I think they're going to stick a C on it. I really do next year. Um, I'm not saying a guy like Dylan Cousins isn't deserving of it, but he's still young. I mean, why put that type of pressure on a kid? Put an A on his jersey. Uh, why, why put that type of pressure on him to be a be a captain this early in his career? Um, but again, you see see the further development of these young players, and I think I'm I'm valuing that more right now. I'm not saying I value it more than wins, but I'm not as concerned with losing as I have been the previous two years because as long as these players continue to develop, and you saw Kyle Poso get hit from behind and. Right away, Dylan Cousins is sticking sticking up for him, uh, cr- get, taking a cross-checking penalty. You know, we haven't seen that kind of stuff in the last three, four years. You know, you haven't seen that type of, you know, willingness to stick up for your teammates. And you see it night in and night out from this kid. You know, it's phenomenal. Um, I think, again, I think down the line he's going to be a, a captain for this team. Uh, but, I mean, I don't – I'm not really thinking about putting the C on his jersey right now. So, um but again, another three-two loss. Come right back tomorrow night against the Ottawa Senators. Um, who knows who's going to be in that? I'd imagine maybe it'd be Michael Hauser, uh, who is um, you know that's normally what you do in a back-to-back, especially with Aaron. Uh, you know, and I think Aaron Dell played the last game, so you know, giving him uh, giving him the night off, starting Michael Hauser against a team you know even though they've won two in a row, uh, a struggling you know. Ottawa Senators team this season. So I could, I definitely foresee uh, Michael Hauser being in net tomorrow night against the uh, Ottawa Senators. But with that being said, um, just a few more comments here. Skinner is a finisher. Absolutely is. There's nothing really fancy or unique, not unique about his game, but the guy just finishes plays again, gets his nose dirty and is willing to, you know, you know, instigate and draw penalties and score goals from, you know, below the dots and around the net. You know, how many often have we seen goals uh, from Jeff Skinner like we saw today? So, uh, Dwayne, I heard a rumor that the Sabres are interested in trying to land Holpe. Do you hear that? I have not heard anything about that, but honestly, it would not be surprising. He is the odd man out in Dallas. He is not starting. Um, I'd imagine, I mean, granted, like a no trade list. Why wouldn't Holpe want to come to Buffalo for a chance to at least play? Like nobody likes to sit behind a bench unless he's content with his position down in Dallas. I can imagine maybe him moving that to come to Buffalo just for an opportunity to play to show that he can still play in this league. I'm not sure what his long-term goals are uh, as a goalie in this league. If he still wants to be a starter or if he's content with being a backup, but I mean, being traded to Buffalo gives him an opportunity to at least start some games, show he can still do it and maybe land somewhere else and, you know, get a contract, you know, for one or two years. I don't know. I could definitely see that. I do think the, but the Sabres are in the market for a goaltender. They should be again. Um, granted, we didn't have to give up anything from Malcolm Subban. It was future consideration. So I hope that uh, that move comes sooner rather than later. Um, nothing against Aaron Dell, but I don't see him sustaining you know, what he's done the last two games. Granted, he was on like a, pr- a pretty good heater down in Rochester uh, before coming to Buffalo. I think he went like 5-0, and which I think you can, you know, correlate to the way he's played in Buffalo the last two games because when you gain that confidence and that swagger down in Rochester, you bring that here to Buffalo and you're playing, he's playing with a lot of confidence. Even though he lost tonight, he knows that that game's not on him. So, you know, if I'm Aaron Dell, I'm looking at that. I'm like, you know, that's not on me. Like if I get the call again tomorrow night or the next game, 
I have no reason to feel like I can't be there starting for the Buffalo Sabres. So that's a good thing. So, but guys, I will hang up and listen. I uh, hope you guys are staying safe in this snowstorm. Remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Get over there on George River Boulevard. Get yourself some adult beverages uh, for the, the Bills game against the Chiefs on Sunday night. Remember, go Bills. Absolutely boat race the New England Patriots. Shut up all those stupid fans from New England. I shouldn't say stupid, but, you know, but they are. <laughs> but, uh you know, it, you know, the most annoying fan base in all of sports. Finally, I think they've, not that they'll ever accept, I think they're accepting the fact that they, they are no longer the big dog in the AFC East and they are now our bitches. Absolutely. Go Josh Allen, QB1. Show Mahomes what's up on Sunday night. Let's make this run to the Super Bowl. You know, this city deserves it. I am so, like, I think somebody mentioned it. On the radio, the the one of the most intriguing things, you know, is what a championship parade would look like in Buffalo. Just seeing how this fan base you know, like celebrates and tailgates and you know supports its team across the country. No matter where you are as a Bills fan, you're a part of Bills Mafia. Uh, I think you know a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl parade would be astronomical national news. So. I, uh, again, I'll hang up and listen, guys. Um, remember, go Sabres, go Bills, and stay safe out there. Stay indoors. Um, be safe if you are driving out there, and I will talk to you later. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube at Two Goalies, One Mike, hammer that subscribe button. Leave us some comments. Show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate your love and support. To those of you who have been with us since episode one, Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, this year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been. Just, you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.